But I don't finish today. We continue our next, next, next week. The flow. I was just thinking about talking to God. What, what will I say? What will I say on this Sunday? Sometimes God talks to me in pictures. You know, and um, he just flashed that picture in my spirit and I saw the flow. And one, one thing that happens when that happens is that immediately I gain understanding of what he's saying. I was at the birthday of one of our fathers in the Lord and I was seated in the congregation and suddenly in my spiritual I saw a book and the title is The Price and immediately began to tell me about what the price is all about. And so it expanded in my mind. I said, well, I'm going to put my pen to paper and start writing. So, but the flow. So I'm going to talk about the flow. Matthew 78, 41. Open your Bible to Matthew 78, 41. If you are not with your Bible, you can look at the screen. Psalm, Psalm, please. Psalm for 78, verse 41. Let's read it together. It's on the screen. One, two, go. Yeah, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Next verse. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. Two things they are, they turned back. Two, they remembered not. Three, they limited. One, the one, they turned back. They limited. Three, you know, they remembered not. Okay, let's have the next verse, please. Let's read it together. Because of our time, we stop there. If you get to read all the entire verse. Matthew 9, 17. Matthew 9, 17. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's read it together. As the boat breaks and the wine runneth out and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved. Luke 5.36 Luke 5.36 Let's read it together. No man put a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new make a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreed not with the old. I like to stop here a little bit. The theme of the convention is the new beginning. And we have returned back from the convention excited about what God is about to do in our lives. For some of us, the process of a new beginning has already started. For some of us, we are just about stepping into the water. 
engage with God. Now, life is always teaching lessons. But only the observant can learn from the lessons of life. If you don't observe, you can't learn. You can't. The, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were with Jesus Christ. They, they, they were there seeing him, but they can't learn. Because their eyes of understanding has been darkened. The Bible said at a particular time that they are dull of hearing. Last week, the Holy Spirit was telling me about the state of some people. He said, people you have to repeat again and again and again and again. The same thing though. They are dull of hearing. Oh yes, today you yeah, hear you must be born again. Tomorrow you must be born again. Next tomorrow you must be born again. And you are not taking action. Your spiritual ears has grown dull. That's what happens. So we are all, we are all excited. Everybody came out, came back excited with, with an excited heart. And excitement is good. But one thing about excitement is that it does not last. Tell your neighbor, excitement does not last. Yeah. That's one thing about excitement. If you have taken a roller coaster ride, or what, do, what version do we have in Nigeria? We have the Astro Wheel. Or let me calm down a little bit. Or you've watched a football match. Like yesterday, you know, it was a delightsome hour when we were watching Manchester United, my team for that matter. Eh? In the space of 30 minutes, 49 seconds, three sporadic goals went in. I mean, the whole house erupted. We are just shouting. That's excitement. But where is that excitement now? It's gone with the moment. It doesn't last. Jesus talks about some people that receive the gospel. They receive the gospel in a very excited way. <laughs> but when the robber meets the road, they turn the way. At a particular moment, Jesus said some certain things to some of the people that are following him. And immediately the Bible said some people turned away. And from that moment, they never followed him. Because what he said was a very hard saying. And he asked his disciples, he said, will you two go? He said, we are not going anywhere. You have the words of life. Excitement does not last. Last convention, how far did that excitement take you? Took you. It doesn't last. So we're going to talk about what really lasts. One of the gateway of wisdom is observation. You can gain a lot of wisdom by looking. Solomon said, 
and I, I saw. I have seen an evil under the sun. And I saw that the race is not for the sweep by observation. You don't need to make mistakes, all the mistakes in the world by yourself. There are people in the world that are ready to make them. You just learn from their mistakes. You just learn. You don't need to make it yourself. Just watch. Oh, you discover, oh, this one, this is the way he's living his life. No. One must not live his life this way. There was one person who has deserted God a long time ago and came back. And when everybody saw him, he looked like an AIDS victim. He was a shadow of himself. And I observed. I just looked at him and I observed that this God is still a consuming fire. Joke with him, he will deal with you. Observation. So, part of the things that I've learned was from listening to people talk about the just concluded convention. And I am amazed. Jesus said on an occasion, the Bible says, said, and Jesus was amazed at their unbelief. 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 It was very clear that a lot of people expect that that event will fail. Unbelief. Just taking the anchor very simply. He said, I will help you. You will not be ashamed. You will not be disgraced. That's what he said. And if you can take it at a corporate level, it speaks volume about what's happening in the private level. And I began to think, people of faith never expect the miraculous, the extraordinary to happen. It means that we are dwelling in the realm of reason. People of faith never expect that when God says something will happen, it will happen. It means we need to upgrade our faith. People of faith never believed that when God gives a vision, it will actually back it up, either with or without man. a problem. And I began to think, I hear a lot of people I mean, some have become, they have taken up the ministry of Sambalat and Tobiah. They were the ones telling the people, don't worry, that event will fail. Discouraging even people that want to go, they say, don't go. There's no place for you over there. Things are not ready. In a year that God said, 
you will not be put to shame. In a year that God said is your year of glory. A lot of people come to church with wrong expectation. I'll get to that. So I've been listening to people and I was able to pick out five things from there. Number one, we need to upgrade our expectation. We need to upgrade our expectation. Number two, we need to develop our faith. Number one, we need to upgrade our expectation. Two, we need to develop our faith. Three, we need to quit the realm of intellectual consideration. Maths will tell you that one plus one equals two. But God will tell you one plus one equals one. That is God. But if you, if you dwell in the realm of intellectual consideration, you will miss divine results. Because you are always calculating. That man said at the gate of Samaria, he said, even if God opened the windows of heaven, it cannot happen. Some have thought that that would be our worst convention, yet it's our best. Some, they are waiting to say, I told you so. But God silenced them. I pray for you today. Every tongue waiting to make a negative conclusion about your life, God will silence them. So, number four. It is the fate of the few that is carrying the old people. The fate of the few that is carrying the old lot. Fate of the few. Some believe that it will be done and it will be successful. It will be done and it will be overwhelming successful. <laughs> you know, the date that we are supposed to move there is 2018 but it was brought back to 2017 some of you there are things you are expecting oh it's in the next 10 years I will build my house when I graduate from the university who told you that the undergraduate are building houses without stealing without cutting corners Oh, it is when I get married that I will be able to buy a car. Is that what God told you? Cross-check with God first. And when this was brought back, it was brought back at a time when the economy of Nigeria collapsed. Dollar was doing about one naira, one dollar to five hundred. That was how bad it was. But when God speaks, every other thing falls in line. I don't know, maybe when you receive a promise from God, that's when all hell broke loose in your life. It's a sign that God is about to do something. Elijah said, pour the water on that offering, pour it on the altar. 
Let the situation be worse. Let the situation be possible. Fire will still come down from heaven. Fire will still come down. Because faithful is he who has promised, who will also do it. Number five. God does not consult popular opinion to do what he wants to do. He just needed one person. And I sought for a man. Not men. Just one person that would believe it can be done. Oh, the Bible says in Isaiah 53.1 Who had believed our report? That's what activates the power of the Almighty. When you believe the report of the Lord. Now what exactly is the flow? We're talking of all spiritual blessings that flows from God. Maybe the Holy Ghost, maybe blessings from God, maybe breakthrough, it may be your expectation, whatever flows from God. There are many ways you can get maybe the anointing. It may be your divine gift. There are many ways you can get water from the river. One way, the first way is to use a container. You can take a cup there, you just scoop. Or you can take a bucket, like we used to do in those old days. Put a bucket on your head from the river stream. You take it home. Number two, you can take a tanker. Some people still do that. You take a tanker to the river. Vrr, siphon the water and they take it to their destination. Now, those two types of ways of getting water from the river is limited. It's actually limited to the container that you have. That woman that was in debt or the husband was in debt and needed money Elijah said, he said, go and borrow pots. And she borrowed pots. And the oil started flowing. But when all the pots that she had borrowed finished, what happened? It ended. The five virgins, some were foolish, some were wise. Some, when they exhausted all the oil they have, that was the end. But there was someone that had extra. Now the third part, which is the most effective, is to work out a channel. Take a pipe directly to that river. And then you have, as long as there is water from that source, you will continually have supply. As long as there is water. In those days when Nigeria used to be more organized than this, the government actually runs pipe to every house in this Lagos. And we have a waterworks at Iju that they call Iju Waterworks. Most people have never been there, but always water comes. But sometimes the pipe gets clogged. When the pipe gets clogged, 
it is not because there is not a supply from the source. It is because some impurities have blocked this, have, have clogged this, the, the pipe. When there is a clogging in the system, you have reduced supply. When there is a blockage, you have no supply. We're still going to clogs and blocks. You have no supply at all. There are people in churches and they say, oh no, God is not moving in that place. It is because of the clock between you and God. Power is always available with God. Oh no, I can't feel God. Other people are feeling it. Then the problem is with you. problem is with you. When you remove it, there will be access. Jesus got to a place, a whole Jesus got to a place, the Bible says, he could not perform much miracle there. Is the power not available? The power is there, but the people, the people, They have allowed intellectual consideration to hinder the flow of God's power to them. Ah, is this not uh, uh, Jesus, the one we used to play basketball together? Is that not the capital song? <laughs> what does he want to say to me? Say, oh, me, me, I'm even um, the son of um, the, what do they call them now? Sir intellectual consideration. It ruptures the power. Hallelujah. The second thing I said we need to upgrade our expectation. That's actually the first. Proverbs 23 18. The Bible says that surely there is an end. Your expectation shall not be cut off. Can someone say with me, my expectation shall not be cut off. My expectation shall not be cut off. But let me ask you, what is your expectation? What is your expectation? Some people come to the church with zero expectation. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, they have no expectation. There is nothing they want God to do for them. They just want to come to church. Oh, I'm going to meet Pralagbaja after the service. No expectation from God. They don't hope to meet God. They don't hope to have any encounter with God. They are just here. Some probably from a sense of beauty. Oh, if I don't go to church, they're going to call me. And the Bible says, God does not ask people to seek him in vain. Because he's a rewarder of them that are diligently seeking. What causes zero expectation? Failure of the past. Some people come to church and they expect God to do it. You have to do it and you have to do it now. 
And when that doesn't happen in their own chronological time, they forget that there is also Kairos, which is God's own time. They just quit on God. They say, well, let's just get to heaven. Zero expectation. It's caused by a failure of the past. You have expected something and God, because God has his own time. It didn't come true at that time. You say, no, no, it's not going to do it again. And you give up. Oh, God is still answering people every day. Number two, low expectation. Some come to the church. Well, let me just praise the Lord. Let me worship him, dance before him, and that's all. Some people's expectation is that God will touch me only when they are preaching. Only when pastor is preaching, I'll be touched. Oh, God will speak through the pastor to me. I've told you in this church how God brought me into the covenant of prosperity when they are giving an offering. And that day I didn't have cobalt to give. 27th February 1994. I can't forget that day. I heard his voice loudly. If I wasn't serious at that time, if I was not expecting an encounter with God every moment, I would miss that moment. And that would be over. Some, even in that song that was rendered, just dance. And God's just waiting for your dance. Oh, yes, he's praising me. Yeah, she has serious problem. In fact, the rent has expired. Before she came to the church, the landlord said he's kicking, he's going to kick him out of the house. Even going back now, she doesn't know what she's going to eat. She has no money in the account. Yes, she's just dancing before me. Angels, go. Go and do what she asks for. But you are still waiting. It's only when they preach. The religious spirit is a very bad spirit. I've told you before that this church is an unusual one. For some of you are amazed. Pastor is dancing with the wife in the church on Sunday. <laughs> are we in a party? Is this an entertainment center? Ah, this pastor is too fleshy, he's carnal. When you can observe, you can learn a lot. There are some dance you will dance and death passes over you. Just because you danced. Daddy was dancing in the convention and Evangelist Saladik was looking at him and God gave him an understanding. And he said, God told him that that dance that daddy was dancing is so you can dance or dance. That song he was singing is so you can sing your song. For all other people, it's an ordinary event. What's special? Intellectual consideration, nothing special. But whenever you are in the presence of God, everything is special. Everything. 
because of our time. So there are people who have zero expectation and there are people that have high expectation. High expectation. They engage their faith and that faith costs a lot of things to happen. I've told you in places how God has always honored my expectation. I told you of the time he wasn't here at that time, but he is here today. When we went to his naming ceremony and his concert, and there was a man of God ministering, and I told my wife, I said, I just feel that I should engage that man of God because there's a grace upon his life. And I wanted it. And just because I expressed that demand, even connected. I didn't go and meet him that, oh, please connect. He also did not know why, but he's knowing it now. Because I'm saying it now. When I got to where they are taking pictures, he just held my hand. And he took me to the place. He said, wait, wait, pastor, wait. <laughs> and that day, people who are there are taking pictures, they didn't know the grace I contacted. You can see his reaction. He also did not know. They never knew. For people, it's just, oh, we came to a concert, we came to enjoy ourselves, and we are not just, I mean, you can't live the spiritual life like that. You will miss a lot of things. You can see his reaction. He did not know. Expectation is the mother of miracles. Ah, uh, Bro Joshua was here. And you know, you don't need titles to be used by God. Brother. And he was telling me of the ministration they had on campus. And a very short girl came. Girl was shot, came to that fellowship, to that, to that administration, and came with just one expectation God, I want to be tall. Now, if she's somebody that underestimated the power of God or the vessel that God will use, you say, Oh no, this can't happen here. Maybe when we are at the convention or one major evangelist comes to town. But she came. I be the fellowship, I be. She came to the fellowship. God, I want to be told. And Brother Joshua moved with faith and the power of God. Pray for that person. And instantly the leg was lengthened. How did they know? The person that used to be taller than, the, than that person who was shorter. After the service, they measured and he was taller than, her, than the other person. Now, you are thinking that, oh, it's when all the cameras are there. It's when they give me the post or they ordain me or they pour oil on my head. God doesn't move that way. God does not move that way. Now, if, as he seated there, if I didn't say what I say now, I know that from now you begin to look at him differently. 
Abi. <laughs> but if I didn't say what I say now, some will say, oh, oh, please help me bring my bag from that place. Jesus was telling those who said, if you understand the gift of God, a lot of time we judge people by their appearance and we miss the miracle. We miss the miracle. I pray you will not miss your moment. <laughs> now, there are some who seek God in vain. Some come as a sense of duty. If I don't come to church today, there will be wala. Some are dragged. Let me just go and fulfill all righteousness. As a child, or as children, they go to church hey, because of candy. When the children's section, I will get candy today. Or some to meet their friends. There used to be a church in um, the highest place of government in Nigeria. And you know, I worship there to represent the church. My boss used to call that church Contractor's Church. And when he's watching, when we are watching it on the TV, we say, Look at all of them looking like hawks. They are just looking for contracts. <laughs> you know, some people, that's the excitation they came for. Oh, after service, I will see that brother. He will connect me. The connection that God will give you is more than one man will give you. Because he will, he, will, he will skip several protocols to get you there. Hallelujah. And so, for those who have low expectation, they place a limit on God. God cannot do this for me. God cannot do this for me. I was speaking with one of my covenant brothers, a man of God who I really thank God for his being in my life. He said, he was speaking to God about something, and God said, no, 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 forget about that. And he was saying, he said, God has a sense of humor. So God said, that's not the one I want to talk to you about. I want to tell you this. In the next so-so years, you will be at this particular level. Shocking. But that's God speaking. And he did it. That's God. What, we've talked so much about that in Inside Out and all that. What is that thing in which you believe God cannot do for you? That's what you should go after. Because the fact that the devil erects a stronghold there is because he knows you can get there. And that's why he's always telling you, it cannot be done. I will speak through people to you, it cannot be done. But you will say, no devil, you are a liar. I know who I have believed. And I know he's faithful. You will do what he said. Hallelujah. So, for those who are operating at the level of low expectation, you need to up your faith. And you need to be focused on God. You need to upgrade your faith. Let me ask somebody say, upgrade your faith. One of the things that makes us to doubt God is unbelief. Unbelief is processed fear. When you have processed fear in your heart, 
it turns out the output is unbelief. That's the product you may have. Oh, I don't know. They are compiling list of people that they will sack tomorrow. That my boss hates me. I know my name will be number one. Who told you that? Some are already processing fear for 2018. A year you have not entered into or uh, even for months. Oh, this will happen so so month, and they are thinking of that which is negative. Relax. Common wisdom says that no condition is permanent. So why do you give permanency to a negative condition? Because of our time. Unbelief creates impossibility. Matthew 13, 58. Can we have that on the screen? Unbelief creates impossibility. The Bible tells us everything is possible to who believes. But those who don't believe also, everything is impossible for them. He did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Matthew 17, 20. Let's have Matthew 17, 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. They were unable to do it because of their unbelief. What are the things you are not able to do because of your unbelief? What are the things you are not able to accomplish because of your unbelief? Can God do mighty works in your life? One of the things that unbelief also does is that it cuts off divine access. Romans eleven twenty. 20. Unbelief cuts off divine access. He also said, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. Hebrews 3.19. Hebrews 3.19. Unbelief cuts off divine access. Hebrews 3.19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. A life that is immersed in unbelief is a restless life. There can't be rest. Oh, other people are testifying, no testimony. Because you don't believe anyway. Oh, like that testimony now. Oh, somebody came to fellowship, his leg was lengthened. You begin to wonder how can his leg be lengthened? It's not possible. Unbelief. I have watched people, they put them on scale. On scale. Someone that is very fat, on scale. And the camera was zoomed to the scale. And the person was losing weight. And the skirt that she was wearing was dropping. She has life and direct. That's the power of God. This is not story. If you want me to show it to you, I can still show it to you. God will only move. You know, there's something in that Bible scripture said. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Above all that you may ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. According. <laughs> the demand determines the supply. 
according. The disciples, they were all there. All other people were there, touching the elbow, touching the garment of Jesus. But there's someone that came and made a demand. And when she touched, power flew. You can have a lot of electricity connected to your house until you put on the switch to not flow. So faith is the channel by which you place a demand on the supernatural. And when you do that, there will be a release. May God help us in Jesus' name. So the Bible tells us that also without faith we can't please God. So the basic level of pleasing God is by engaging faith. Also without, with unbelief, unbelief makes it impossible to receive from God. That's terrible. James 1.7 <laughs> He said, let not that person think he will receive anything. <laughs> for not, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Zero from God. Even Coca-Cola zero still contains some, you know, stuff. <laughs> but this one, God says zero, you will receive nothing. So that's the way one can serve God in vain. Oh, because of unbelief, he said, you will receive nothing from him. Ah! Oh, not that I'm fasting, I'm praying. You are praying, but there is no faith there. Oh, I'm singing. Oh, Lord, nothing is impossible for thee. Great Almighty God. But you don't believe it. Nothing. You will receive nothing. Oh, you are confessing. This is my season of breakthrough. Everything is working for me. But you don't believe it. You will receive nothing. Oh, Kingdom House is a wonderful church. It's a glorious place to go. You are coming and coming and coming. But you don't believe it. You will receive nothing. Let me give you this. Any church you go, try as much as possible to connect with the Spirit of God in that house. When you do that, it creates a flow. A lot of times, I mean, all the time, self, when Pastor Manasseh leads prayer, you will see that that prayer is in line with what I want to preach. And we have not talked. And he didn't even know what I want to preach about because he connects with the spirit of the house. Connecting with the spirit of the house will give you advanced information. It will lead you into the deep secrets of God. But if you are there criticizing, oh, they didn't do this right, they didn't do this, go to a place. I'm telling you, you will not be blessed. Go to a place where you will be blessed. Oh, you go to deeper life. Oh, look at the way they are dressing. They leave the place. Go to another place. You come to God's petition. You say you don't like the way they are dressing. Go to another place where you'll be blessed. Because God will not bless you in that place. He doesn't bless the rebellious. He doesn't bless the rebellious. In fact, God equates rebellion with witchcraft. But when you connect with that flow, every grace that is about available in that house can flow into your life because you are connected. 
every grace available available in the house flows into your life because, because you are connected so faith is your collateral to obtain divine assistance God is going to look at your life this person does he have faith oh he doesn't have faith okay no assistance you know when you go to bank and you want to obtain loan they say which collateral what collateral do you have they say, oh, I don't have anything okay uh, when you have get, gotten your paper ready come back when you have the collateral I will give you the loan here we say that faith is the currency of the supernatural Where is your collateral? That's what God is asking. In most cases, you see that in the New Testament. Jesus will say, your faith has made you whole. The collateral you have has set you free. Your faith. He didn't say I've made you whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. Do you have that faith? that can turn things around for you. If you don't have, begin to spend time to hear the word of God and take his opinion, his instruction higher above every other thing that you have here. Well, people can be telling you negative reports like they said, oh, the convention, we still went because we believe that it will work. And that's our best convention yet. The people, the people who didn't come, they ran there when they saw on TV what was happening. Everywhere was filled up. They ran there. No, I will not miss my moment. They ran. And that's the way it will be in your life. People who don't believe it can happen to you, they will come and celebrate with you. In the name of Jesus. That's the way to happen. Those who are saying, oh, who are the Sambalat and Tobias, they will come and celebrate with you. Hallelujah. So, virtue flows to the man who said that. Miracle flows through the channel of faith. I'm going to close in a moment. I don't know if you can just take all of this and then close. Now, a lot of people say I have faith and they are still doubting. A working faith is the elimination of doubts. For your faith to work, you have to eliminate doubt. Jesus said in Matthew 21, 21, he said, if you have faith and doubt not, he said, you will say to the mountain, to happen. You will say to the fig tree, it will happen. On a particular occasion, somebody came to Jesus and said, Lord, I believe. Matthew 9, 20, Mark 9, 24. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my own belief. Paradoxical. You believe. Help my own belief. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in that kind of situation. It's a sign that our faith is not enough. Everybody on the earth believes in something. Everybody. What we believe in is different. 
some their belief is that oh before the year runs end before the year runs to an end they are going to win the lotto so every sunday they are playing baba jebu that's their own belief <laughs> every saturday you see them they just be in the front of that red um, kiosk marking numbers and some people are predicting the numbers for them this weekend this is sure banker but if you know science enough, you know that the probability of winning is the pro is, is as the probability of a solar eclipse happening every day, or a thunder, a lightning striking at the same spot. But they do it anyway. You see them there. Ah, this week I'm going to ah, I will clear this one a sure banker. And the owner of the company is just laughing, making money and getting richer and richer of the ignorance of the poor. <laughs> Hallelujah. So people believe in one thing or the other. Some people will carry charm with them. They will say, oh, when the accident happens, I will just disappear. Some will say, this one, oh no, no bullet. He can work for Ding Gong. But let them take it for AK-47, you will see wonders. <laughs> or RPG, they blow you into pieces. Or they put a bomb somewhere, Boko Haram put bomb. You say, ah, this one, they give me a native insurance. Both you and the charm, you will vanish. <laughs> so, everybody believes in something. The question is, what you believe in? Can it carry you through life? And there's only one person that can carry you through life. He said, underneath his everlasting arms. He's the one that can carry you. Hallelujah. So, because of our time, I don't know if you can take this much, but I will try. Again, there is a kind of faith which you call little faith. Little faith is a borderline faith. Matthew 14 31. It's a borderline. Little faith is close to doubting. Look at it. That's what Peter had. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore this thou doubt? That kind of mini, mini, minimal type of faith. Heads or tail. But God wants us to have a great faith. So the first thing we must do, one, have faith in God. If you had the convention, you had that in the last day. Mark eleven twenty two. The second one is have faith in his name. Mark sixteen seventeen. Have faith in his name. Have faith in his name. Okay? This sign shall follow those that believe in my name. Do you believe in his name? I'm asking you, do you believe in his name? Are you sure you believe in his name? I'm not sure. People believe in God. They believe in Jesus. But they don't believe in his name. If you believe in his name, 
you enter into another realm of reality. I don't know if time will permit me to really explain that. If you believe in his name, in his name, no door can be loved against you. In his name, you believe in his name. For example, maybe a delegation comes from the president or that authority they can go around and they begin to take some certain steps in the state, in a particular state. And if they query them, they will say, we have come where? In the name of the presidency. In his name. I pray the Holy Spirit will explain that. If you believe in his name, Jesus said, you'll be able to do this, cast out devils, speak with new tongues. And it launches you into an era of greater works with God. In his name. Believing in his name is believing in what the name of Jesus can do for you. It's a new level entirely. Oh, when I call upon Jesus, doors are open because he's the possessor of the key of David. Whenever he shuts, nobody can open. Whenever he opens, nobody can shut. Because I believe in his name. Lots of people believe in God. They are Christians, but they don't believe in what his name can do for him. He told his disciples in, um, in John, he said, however, 1624, he said, he have asked nothing in my name. Acts 3.16, can we have that? We have an example of somebody who was healed through his name. And they said there, and his name, true faith in his name. You see that? The combination of that, faith in his name, had made this man strong. That was the man at the beautiful gate. I want you to have faith in his name. Whenever you pray, because you have used that name of Jesus. Don't just mount it. Have faith. Add faith to it. In the name of Jesus, my heavens are open. Angels respond to that kind of prayer. In the name of Jesus, my worst days are behind. For the paths of the righteous shining brighter and brighter until that perfect day. Those are the kind of things that God responds to. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because in the name of Jesus, meanwhile, you are thinking, ah, which matches are they playing today? Chelsea versus Everton or what? You are praying a Pharisaic prayer that doesn't connect with your heart. And God cannot be fooled. The Bible says God, can, God is not mocked. You can mock the pastor. Why should pray? Ah, Father, we just pray. Ah, pastor will look at you. Ah. Is this person in the spirit or is the AC too much that is shivering? But God sees your heart. It's not food at all. You just look at, oh, this one is trying to game me. He said, fool, let me leave him alone. Hallelujah. So, faith in his name. And you know, John 14, 26 tells us that even the Holy Spirit was sent in his name. You have access to everything that God has in his name. 
in his name. I think I'd like to stop here. We'll continue next week because of our time. I'm still going to speak of other levels of faith and then we are going to examine the clogs and the blocks. Things that actually clogs the flow of the spirit. Why have we said this? In that place where we read, we discover that Jesus was saying that if you have a old cloth and you now patch it with a new cloth, he says something is bound to happen. Because every new season demands for a new level of sacrifice. Every new season demands for a change in paradigm. If you are still operating in an old way, in a new season, you will find yourself back in that old season. Some have created setbacks by their own hands. God took the family of Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah and he gave them one instruction. Don't look back. But you know, the wife thought she was smarter. Just look back. And immediately, she became a pillar of salt. And guess what? Lot will have looked back also. Why not? To see what happened to the wife. But he loved God more. And that's why the greatest love you must have, you must have in your heart is for God. If Lot ventured to look back at what has become of his wife, he will be disobeying this divine instruction and what will happen to him also. He will be turned to a pillar also. But he kept his focus. Somebody said, distraction is the enemy of distinction. You need to stay focused. I've come to church to seek God. This is my new beginning. The devil will bring you distraction. I will tell you, nothing is new in your life. Then you tell the devil, but Satan, you are a liar. You know your place of residence in my life is under my feet. And I'm authorized to tread upon you. And I'm treading on what you are saying now. Because you are so blind, you cannot see that my life has changed. Things have turned around for me. Everything is working for me. I will drop this because some of you may not be around next week due to your schedule. Faith without works is dead. Go to the mountains, you will see a lot of Christians fasting for this. Oh, fat, fat, fat. Do it, 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 do it. When they come back from the mountain, simple instruction that will guarantee their victory, they will never do it. And they want God to do what, <laughs> what they are prayed about. Some will not even pray two minutes. Some people, once they have obtained their, what they are asking God for, that's the end. God becomes their enemy. Abra, 
We didn't see you in the church last week. Ah, I'm so busy. <laughs> my cousin, uh, my, my in-law was telling me a story. And he said, there was one man of God who wanted to go for politics and he came to him. He said, immediately he came, God just opened uh, the floodgate of revelation and he told him, he said, yeah, God is going to lift you out, you become this, you become that. And immediately, not quite long, maybe about a space of two weeks or so, the man became a commissioner in the state. <laughs> when, whenever the man now comes to town, he will not even branch in that church. He worships somewhere else. And he asked him one day, ah, we hope there's no problem. We cannot see you again in the church. The man told him, say, ah, my status has changed. I cannot be worshiping that your church. The same church where you obtain your miracle. So the pastor said, don't worry. I'll be sitting here when you come back to meet me. And they sacked the man over the radio. You don't joke with God. Don't let the blessings that God has given you be an obstacle to the flow. Don't let the sense of arrival, oh, I have arrived. I'm the local champion. God wants to do more for you. Oh, there is no one that is as educated as I am in that place. There is no one that can do this. There is no one that can do that. Once you are doing that, God will just look for a small child. Are you ready to be a David? I'm ready to lift you up. I will use you. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Let us stand up. Father, we've heard from your word today. We want to stay connected to you. Every time, every hour, every minute, every day. For your life to us. You gave us the breath of life. That's why we live. If you take it away from us, we are dead. And we are nothing. So everything that we may say we are. Or we become. Is because of you. Because without you, we are nothing. And without you, we cannot do anything that is worthwhile. And so we ask you this morning, Lord. We come before you. And we ask, O oh God, that in your mercies, forgive us. In every way, we have blocked the flow between you and us. We ask that the water of the Spirit will flush it out in the name of Jesus. We want to be moving from glory to glory. We don't want to be telling old stories. Because it's a new beginning in our life. The sun has arisen for us. And we can see a bright new day filled with possibilities. Lord, we ask that your fire will go into our, our mental system. It will go into our subconscious, no, our conscious, consciousness. It will create a new awareness in our life. An awareness that with you all things are possible. An awareness that you are the one that we need. And you are all that we need. And once we've had you, we've have, we have everything. 
We ask that this will be our consuming passion. That it will change our perception about life, about the way we see things. We ask that it will correct our vision. That we will not see men as trees, but we will see them clearly. We ask for that second touch this morning. And we ask that from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, that you will speak wholeness into our body, into our mind, into our soul, into our spirit. We ask this morning, O God, that you give us a fresh perspective to life. Fresh understanding of your word. Spirit of faith. We ask that you will grant us the grace to create time to develop and increase our faith, to listen to your word, to access those mysteries that you have reserved for us. We ask that by reason of revelation, there will be a revolution in our life. And a turnaround that will last for generations. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that in the secret of our rooms, we will have encounters with you. Lord, we have visitations of angels. Revelations from on high. Father, let it be so in the name of Jesus. We pray for fresh fire upon our lives. We ask that it will begin to burn in our hearts ceaselessly. An unquenchable fire that cannot be quenched by anything. And that this fire will be so powerful in our heart, it will find expression in everything that we do. Lord, that anywhere where we appear, because your word said, as you are, so are we in this world. That will be like little Jesus's. And will bring solution to every situation. Difficult things will become possible. Hard things will become easy. Father, let it be so in the name of Jesus. And so we lift up every problem, every issue unto your hand, Lord. Lord, for we have not come to seek you in vain, and it's not your desire that we seek you in vain. And your word says that no good thing will you withhold from them that walk uprightly. And we have come before you this day. And Lord, we ask that difficult situation receive instant solution now in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Who art thou, mountain, before Zorobabel, thou shalt become a plain. And Lord, we ask that mountains before us becomes a plain in the name of Jesus. Let your mighty hand move things for us. And let there be a new beginning indeed in our life. This new beginning, let it be a clear identity of our personality. That anywhere we go, people will notice that things are different now. In our finances, let there be a new beginning. In our family, let there be a new beginning. In our career, let there be a new beginning. In our relationships, let there be a new beginning. Those things we have given up for dead, which we thought we never see the light of the day again, and they are good. But we thought it's all over. Nothing good can come out of this. Lord, you are the resurrection and the life. And we ask that this morning you will breathe fresh life to those things and cause them to come alive again. Thank you, Father, because we have our testimonies. 
Glory, honor, and adoration be to your name. Lord, we pray the same prayer for Nigeria. We thank you for bringing back the president safely. Some said he's dead, but the counsel of the Lord will prevail. Lord, we thank you for bringing him back. Lord, and we ask for wisdom for him as he comes back to take hold of the affairs of this nation. Lord, I will guide and direct him and lead him as to what to do. Lord, that out of the rock of this country we yet flow honey again. Out of the drought and the wilderness of the nation, there will yet be a fruitful vine in the name of Jesus. Lord, that the chaos and the problems in this country will be behind. And Lord, that we will begin to experience all the good bounties that you have laid for us as a nation. We pray for unity. We pray for love. We ask, oh God, that the spirit of division, dissension, the spirit of war, the spirit of terrorism, the spirit of death, the spirit of, of calamity in our nation be destroyed in the name of Jesus. At this point, Lord, we also remember the people in Sierra Leone. Some of them are victims of landslide and all the evil that happened there over the week. And Lord, we ask that your comfort will go to those families. And we ask Almighty Father that you will give the government of the country wisdom to prevent these kind of calamities in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, some have been left as orphans. We ask that you be their fathers in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for everyone, anyone going through stressful time. Help is on the way. We ask that you will come through for them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory, honor, and adoration be to your name. We pray for the Gospel Faith Mission International. It's a new day in our lives. It's a new beginning in our lives. The revival has spoken about. We are on the threshold of it. And a new move of your spirit is taking place. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, said the Lord of hosts. And so, Lord, we thank you for this revival. And we ask for the grace, Lord, to be able, Lord, to use this revival to reach nations of the earth for you. Father, grant to us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for the general of us here. Your word says he will be fruitful in his old age. As his days are, so his strength shall be. And so we ask him for fresh strength for him. Sound health for him. Fresh vision for him. Lord Almighty Father, subdue under him them that rise up against him. Grant him victory on, on every side. Lord, you are giving us a foretaste of new things which you want to do. And Lord, we ask that you will grant him that longevity to be able to see through those things. Father, do so in the name of Jesus. For those that are sad today, receive your joy. For those that are in pain today, receive the solution. For those that lack today, receive the abundance. For those that, whenever they want to gain something good, they are suddenly denied. I ask that you be paid back in sevenfold. For those who want to change their occupation, Father, to a better place, Father, provide a better one for them. For those who don't even know what to do, Father, direct them and lead them, Lord. Amen. Some are trusting you to go overseas. Father, open the door for them. 
Some are trusting you for the next level. Father, take them there. Some need favor for promotion with their bosses. Father, grant them favor. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. We ask that the anointing of prayer will be resident in the lives of everyone. And so shall there be massive testimony in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' majestic name we pray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let us stretch forth our hands to the man of God. Let's pray that the Lord will continue to strengthen him in the mighty name of Jesus.